Blog we can Talk continue Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan, and I have my good friend, Elliot with us. Say hello, Elliot. Hello, Elliot. <laughs> joke. What a smart app. <laughs> um, before we get into our topic, because Elliot and I were discussing um, a really good topic off air, um, just want to ask, like, what's um, your progress um, physically, emotionally? What's going on with you? Give us an update since the last time we chatted. Uh, there's a couple of, like, weird weird thing there's a weird thing and a regular thing i saw my doctor okay. for the first time my 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 um reassignment doctor he mm-hmm. my test he said that my cholesterol is a little bit high but it's fine my blood's a little yeah. high there's absolutely nothing to keep me from starting testosterone next week Woo-hoo-hoo! i know right the other this thing is i got a packer uh this week actually because okay. it was like thursday uh, okay. The other thing you got is, a what? is, I I got a packer. Do you know what that is? I did not. Oh my god! Yes, I know what that is. I know what that is. You have to explain to people who don't know what it is. Oh my god! I'm so excited. I know something from the trans culture, from the trans male culture. I know. I know. <laughs> I have a. I. You know how how girls how how girls hide their candy. That's what they call it. Hide my candy. <laughs> Yes, honey. <laughs> oh, or tuck, what it's called. Well, the opposite for men is they make a, basically mm-hmm. a late-type penis. We call it mm-hmm. my peen. And oh, my God. And you wear it. It's got, it's got like little testicles. It sits oh flush. And then you get, have either like a strap, like a strap-on, or they have underwear. Mm-hmm. I have very expensive underwear that are incredible. Okay. They're made out of like okay. Bamboo fiber or something. These bitches are Listen awesome. to you. You're a fancy man. I love, <laughs> I love men's clothing. I love men's clothing because mm-hmm. even the underwear have pockets. It's. <laughs> oh my god. But um, the thing that I, the reason that I mentioned that is when I first started wearing it was wearing it. It was kind of like, eh, okay, sure, because I'd never because people don't understand how deep dysphoria goes among yeah, people like it us. Goes yeah. Even us. There are mm-hmm. things that I change. Like I knew when I cut my hair and you have that big revelation where you look in the moment and boom, I look like what my brain thinks. But mm-hmm. it's also very practical. And I it wasn't even conscious. It's just that now I I, I, I just sort of felt calmer wearing it. And now, mm-hmm. when I'm not wearing it, I am very conscious that it's not there. It has wow. just sort of wormed its way into my subconscious as that's supposed to be there. That is exactly who you're supposed to be. And when it's not there, mm-hmm. it's like, somebody cut my, I got, I got bobbited. Oh. <laughs> Lorena Bobbit, bless her heart. Um, yeah. So, so for people that don't know, would you wear the Packer, let's say, to sleep? 
Um, I do. Some people don't, and okay. you have to take it out and clean okay. a lot. So, like every time okay. I go to the bathroom, one of the things that I do is I wash it, and it's really weird nice. because with latex, when you get it, latex sort of feels like flesh, but I didn't realize it. And there's this yeah. little note in there that said, "Powder it," and when you powder it, it feels exactly like human flesh. Wow. It's really, and wow. you know, I understand why guys play with them all the time. <laughs> the ones that want to keep them, yes. <laughs> yes, the ones that want to keep them, yes. Um, for those for those trans feminine women who don't tuck, we have called gaffer underwear, which mm-hmm. um, you just put it over your your business and it flattens it, so it looks like nothing there. Um, even if you get excited, it's not going to really show because of the underwear. Um, but it yeah. also has, you know, little little lips on it. It's kind of quite funny, but yeah. So that's the opposite yeah. of what you guys have. My one, wow. my one, my my underwear. They have like a. It's got like where where usually like the um, the flap is on men's tidy whities or on men's boxers or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a hole mm-hmm. that goes through with a pocket, that, and it just sits in there, and that keeps it all in place. Wow, that's um, crazy. The one question, the one question that I have yet to have answered, is um, I have a very large chest, and most women who are trans can buy what mm-hmm. they call um, a compression shirt. And what mm-hmm. that does, and men wear them as well, they are medical technology. Like if you have a hernia operation or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like a male girdle. It's a compression mm-hmm. shirt, and you put it in, it squishes everything in. Unfortunately, I have double D breasts, and so yeah. it just makes me look like a B cup. So mm. if I can find somebody who knows how to compress it even more, because I'm at least six months out from a mammoplasty. Um, the way that this works is you start on testosterone and they ask you to wait until at least six months because for men, um, it, the, the body fat shifts. I may get an Adam's mm-hmm. apple, he said. You start growing body hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. so freaking excited. Um, you're going to be a, um, like a physically a boy and your, your, your yeah. voice, like I said before, your voice is going to be so different in six months. He said he thinks I'm going to be a like, marathon. I can, I can hear that's that, what, yeah. That's one of the things that, that is of a concern for me, too. I sing, and I think I'm going to have to do singing lessons all over again. Um, just um, because the tone is different. Yeah, you probably will, pitch. just to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right now, I sing at about the range of the standard 90s male rock star. I'm what's called a mezzo-soprano. Mm-hmm. And I sing at the range of, like, your Chad Kroger's and your um, okay. um, Kurt Cobain and, and that sort of. Yeah. And I'm going to go lower. Low husky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so Maybe you have a I, I'm going to have to relearn all my romantics. Oh. Maybe you have a sexy know, Barry right? White voice and get the the women to just drop out right? right there. <laughs> I know, right, <laughs> baby? <laughs> Don't you didn't remember? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait because I know with the deeper speaking voice, 
and all the changes that you're about to to make, you're going to be so happy. I just know it. I think so. What mm-hmm. I really want to be is hot. So. Have so we bought like workout stuff that. pre pre gym opening? Have we bought I, any I workout am. stuff? Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I want to wait six months because it it here is my quandary. I actually got healthy the first month because I was very, very sick. I had um, I had a Rocky Mountain spotted fever that was not diagnosed for mm-hmm. six years. I did not realize this, but it's 85% fatal if it's undiagnosed. Uh, so I literally had a fatal illness. On top of oh that, I have fibroids, and I was bleeding internally, and I was literally bleeding to death, and my doctor would not do anything about it because it was an elective surgery. So... Mm. I got the doxycycline, which cured the Rocky Mountain spotted fever, which helped with my immune system, which I did not have one of. And then I started on the, I got the iron transfusion, which was awesome because it brought me back from like death door, almost bleeding to death, back to healthy over the course of a, of a day. And I was like an 18-year-old boy for two days. I was just like, if I had had a penis, everything around me would have been pregnant. But being that being getting well, moving into a position of wellness allowed me because I, I for the first time in my life, I was also mentally healthy. And that's the thing that mm-hmm. it, before you go into any sort of major life change like this, I would encourage everybody to do therapy, to get over your anxiety, to get over your depression, or, or find coping mechanisms to deal with them so that you are stable and then do this. Because just like, any, just like getting married, just like moving to another country, it, this is not going to solve all of your problems. Finding this is the answer will solve some of your problems and should be part of that process. But I also encourage you to be mentally healthy because there are a lot of people who are going to mm-hmm. reject you. It's going to be a lot of pain and there's going to be a lot of changing and coping and don't just get up one day and, and say I'm trans and think that that's miraculously going to change everything. It will no, help with some, I, I am much less anxious than I, than I used to be. And I'm a lot more mm. confident in things and coming out helped with that. But I was already well on my way to mental health before that. So um, I forgot what I was initially going to say. Um, oh, once I was physically healthy and mentally healthy, I sat down and I really just like looked at my life and I said, everybody I know has always dealt with me as a man. I have straight girls throwing mm-hmm. themselves at me. I have men <laughs> dragging me into the good old boy club. I, <laughs> I'm a guy and I just need to live with that. And it's so funny yeah. because we're. Uh, I've had so many friends going, oh, yeah, finally. Thank God you admitted it. Awesome. Same. Um, I had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you say something? Just say something. Well, something, something. Please. Right. Um, That's so funny. But, <laughs> yeah. I, and, but, unfortunately, all of that happened during quarantine. So now, for the first yeah. time in my life, I'm social. I want to go out, and I'm social, and I think I might be able to meet somebody I never thought that I would meet anybody and fall in love. But now I think that it's very possible that I might meet somebody and fall in love. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I can't do any of that. And I want to get back into the gym because I want it, I want my body to be of the right musculature so that when they build the new breast, the new that they fit. You right. know what I mean? Because I think mm-hmm. that if I get my pecs changed now, they might look awkward later. It's like don't get a tattoo. Of, of a yeah. girl before you lose weight, she might look like an old lady when you're done. You know what I'm saying? Now you said that you were gonna get what sleeves? You said you wanted one sleeve, sleeve yeah. or two? Okay, probably two. Okay. I just don't know what I'm gonna Balance do on the other out. side. I yeah. figured on. I know exactly what I want to do on one side because I already have angelic imagery there, but the other side I don't know. Might There's be demons. This guy, have angels on one side. He's, there you what? I'm sorry. I have angels on one side of my do demons on the other. Oh yeah, I see, I see. That then it'll definitely balance it out. Yep. It it's so funny when you see people with tattoos, you immediately judge. There's this guy on Instagram. His name is Kevin Creekman. He is neck to feet covered in tattoos. Got a great body. Mm-hmm. He's got one of the nicest butts I've ever seen. He doesn't really show it that much naked. He'll show the outline in jeans, and let me tell you, holy mm-hmm. shit. Um, he's from Germany, so he's got all these tattoos. He's got a beard. He's got um, long hair. And, of course, at first when I saw him, I was like, oh, geez, that's either have the long hair or the tattoos. Why does he have both? And then I thought, but you know what, though? He's gorgeous. And then yeah. I, I started seeing more of his pictures. Like, he's got them even on his fingers. They're just everywhere. And then yeah. I started looking into his um, background. He was so overweight as a kid. He got yeah. bullied. He got picked on. He ended up going to the gym and lost 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. He had all this excess skin, so he went to the doctor. He saved up all this money, went to the doctor, had the skin removed, but it left a vertical scar on his, on his chest, yeah. like from sternum to, or yes, from, actually, no, from his pecs to all the way past his belly button. And he right. just, at first he had like chest tattoos, and he just wanted to cover up those tattoos. And I think he just got addicted because they're everywhere. He even took yeah. a picture of him shirtless to the camera where you can see just the top of his butt. And you can see tattoos on his butt. So it's like he's got them yep. everywhere. My point is, I now do not judge a person when they have tattoos because I don't know their story. I have no yep. idea what their story is. And I never want to judge somebody else for living their own truth. And he is the nicest guy. I've chatted with him here and there. If you leave a message on one of his pictures, he'll instantly respond. Or he'll, he'll respond at the end of the day. To every single one of his comments. He is just amazing. I so love him. My, my tattoo started um, because I... I I at one point attempted suicide um, mm. and mm. did not go through with it at like zero moment. So I joined this group of people who were survivors 
and we called mm-hmm. ourselves the Archangels. And online, what we would do um, is when we were online, we just had up a shingle that said, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, talk to us. And they would come to us, and then we would say, you know, let me help you find a doctor, let me do this, just talk. Oh, we had okay. so many people who would come to us, and, like, the next day they would be like, you don't know how, how – lucky I was that you were there. I was in my car with a bottle of pills or I had a gun wow. or I had a So my tattoos, where they are, is they are on my left wrist. And the reason that they're there is one of them is my archangel name, which was Camuel, who is the archangel of divine love. And then the other one is for my son, Gabriel. It's, it's a Gabriel sigil. And the reason that they're on my left arm is because if you are right-handed, that is the wrist that you would cut if you were going to kill yourself. And that way, every wow. time I look at it, I remember that I have a purpose in life and that I need mm-hmm. to be here. Right. So that, that is the symbolism that started my tattoo journey. And I think that everybody who goes into it, I know so many people who say, oh, I'd like to get a tattoo. And th- that's just like, oh, I'd like to write a book. No, if you wanted to write a book, you'd write one. If you, mm-hmm. if you really wanted to have a tattoo, you'd have one. You don't want to. You're just sort of toying with the idea. I always knew. I think that being tattooed is sort of like, it's, in, it's sort of in a way personality driven and therefore is, is vaguely in the same group as being trans or gay. Um, right. There are certain sorts of people who, who get tattoos and they get them for either for inclusion, but people, most people nowadays who have tattoos and body art, do it because they're artistic and they're creative and, and they want they, they believe in something so deeply or they love something so deeply that they want it on their body permanently. You know yeah. what I mean? Because if you look yep. at the symbolism that people use, it's always angels or loved ones or words that mean things to them. It's, it's a representation of the soul. So, and you can tell a lot about a person by the kind of tattoos they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You can. Which is exactly why the art started. And he did this thing where you like point at a tattoo and they they give you a question like, "What's your most painful tattoo?" And he pointed at the one on each side of his ribs. What's your first tattoo? Yeah. And he pointed to something else. And so you just never know the story. But at the same time. Yep. Things like that, him doing videos like that, I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. There's a reason for it. So absolutely. So I've just never wanted to give him a plug, Kevin Creepy. Go ahead. I'm not, and I'm not talking about people who have like a dolphin on their ankle, but like people mm. who have really ta- are really tattooed. Mm-hmm. Ask them. They love to tell you the story about their tattoos. So what does this one mean? I think I'm going. I think I may have asked him at one point, "What do your tattoos mean?" But I don't think he responded. Maybe I'll do it again. I, I don't remember. Yeah. But because each one was chosen for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Even the dark ones. I I, I think the dark ones. If you look at them, it makes him look a little slimmer in the waist, and maybe that has yeah. something to do with him wanting to appear thinner. I don't know. I wish I could get him on the phone. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Such a sweet guy. Oh, my gosh. I love him. Um, Let's finish our discussion. So we were um, talking about 
cultural appropriation. And mm-hmm. I was saying how some people, a lot of black people get mad when they see white people, and particularly the Kardashians, um, yeah. sporting cornrows. And I was telling you off air, the reason being is tough for us to have our own individuality. And for some mm-hmm. re- reason, I don't know if it's a wise tale or what, but we were told, black women are told, and, some, and even black men, if you ask black men, if you braid your hair, your hair grows faster. I don't think it's true, but this is something that we do. Even one of my cousins, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to braid my hair. I want my hair long. And he's a man because he's had braids before. And I don't know. I don't know what it is that makes us think that. I'll have to do some research. but I can tell and you why. You were... Go ahead, please, because I'm lost. There are, there and are I'm black reasons and I'm why. Lost. Okay. The first reason is is because while it does not make your hair grow longer, it makes it grow straighter, less kinky, mm. so it appears mm. to be longer. The other reason sure. is is if it's in braids, you're not fucking with it. <laughs> Pardon yeah. my French. You're not yeah, cutting it sure. or playing with it or you're not touching it. And you're leaving yeah. it alone and you're satisfied with it. So you you know I don't know about you, but when I get sick of something, I'm like, I'm just going to cut my hair. I'm going to do something with my hair. Because yeah. it's fairly non-permanent. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. worse for you than for me. But it, it, but it's like braiding it, because especially as tight as it tends to be braided, seems like it would work like mm-hmm. a straightening iron almost. Um, when you take out the braids, it's, it's a different texture. It's like yes. when I take out my braids, it is so soft because what I've been doing is um, in the winter time I will wear braids. Winter and fall I'll wear braids and I'll put on a wig. During the summer mm-hmm. you ain't catching me in no damn wig. It is too hot. I'm not about to pass out or overheat. I did it one summer and I'll never do it again. Never. I was like, you can't with a wig, even if it's a good wig, you really can't put it all up off your neck. The only thing that yeah. you could do is you know, like Take that shit off. Welcome to white hair. Oh, Welcome to gosh. white hair. That's what white people, that's why white people tend to fling their hair, especially if they have long hair. Mm. It's to get air back in your kitchen. Yeah. You ever heard that? <laughs> no. In the, in the South, in, the, in, in black culture in the South, the back of your neck is called the kitchen because it gets hot. Okay. So uh, if you, okay. white hair is designed to keep heat in. And if it's laying mm-hmm. on your back, it makes the back of your neck hot. Now, some people do it because mm. they're jerks, and they're, they're going, look at my beautiful blonde hair. But a lot of people do it because it, your neck gets hot. Even with my hair yeah. as short as it is, I have, to, I, I have to keep it really short or it just burns me up, especially in the South. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, I now get really when mad. you do short hair, when you go to the gym, you're going to have to have that headband that you're going to have to, like push it up out of your face and start working out. Even though it's but not you know, hot, but still. I've been sweating the past few days and it just drips directly <laughs> into my eyes because I sweat like a pig. Oh, I hate that. I hate it. I That's, hate being hot. Apparently, Ugh. Yeah. Apparently, white people, this is, this is something that white people don't know. White people smell. White people actually <laughs> have more, actually have more of the 
oil the things that make body odors than black mm-hmm. or Asian. Asian people smell the least. And uh, if you're at the bus stop and it's raining and black people are stepping away from you, that's why. <laughs> well, you tell, try telling that to some of these white ancestors who said, oh, black people, you guys stink. Oh, God, you guys stink. So it's funny that you brought that up because I've yeah, seen a few movies where they've said that. And I'm like, really? We smell different? They say that they- <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sure that they probably did because they didn't have access to things like clean water to wash. True. I mean, if yeah, you oppress somebody, you can mm-hmm. make whatever you want to be true about them. That's I mean, true you too. can say if you are oppressing black people, you can say they're stupid and then just not educate them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't. Mm. I I live in the south and I am sick of this. Confederate, I'm really mad. The town of Salisbury has, which is near where I live, has a mm-hmm. um, a statue of a Confederate, and all of those were put up by the DCR, the Daughters of the Civil, the Confederate Revolution, uh. and those bitches. I hope there's a hell, okay? Mm-hmm. But they put these up because they were afraid that their their brave fathers and grandfathers were going to be forgotten. Well, there's one in the middle of Salisbury. It's a hmm. free statue, don't get me wrong, but it's a, a, a an angel holding a fallen soldier. Unfortunately, he's got on a Confederate uniform. And there was recently oh, yeah. a move among most of the people, because Salisbury tends to be fairly progressive, and they were like, mm-hmm. we, we need to do something with this. Yeah. Instead of tearing it down and melting it, they said, why don't we put it in the Confederate cemetery? Which there is a much know. more appropriate place. And everybody was up in arms. I can't believe that you wanted to face off town and shut the fuck up. If it were up to me, you're moving it. Down. You're okay. not defacing. You're moving it. Yeah. So defacing it, guys, if you don't know, is vandalizing it, putting spray paint on it, painting it. That's defacing it. Yeah. Oy. That's been a thing I about. Gonna... I feel Go ahead. at least that's the sign of a racist. When you say yeah. things like, um, we want to move this Confederate uh, flag or statue. We want to take down that Confederate flag. We want to um, forget celebrating 4th of July and only celebrate Juneteenth. Or maybe we do both. Oh, yeah. this is tradition. Why are you erasing history? Whose history are we erasing, sweetheart? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whose history are we erasing? They're going to be shocked when I they mean, find out about, like, uh, books, aren't they? Yeah. If they, the, the smartest thing you can do if you want to hide something from a, a racist redneck is put it in the middle of a book. We all know they ain't going to read it. <laughs> I know, um, right? But, yeah, I just yes, uh, yesterday when I saw people putting up Happy Fourth, Happy Fourth of July. I would, I was purposely an asshole. Hashtag All Countries Matter. That's what I said. I know, right? For me, for me, I had a lot of friends who put up this thing that are like, I'm not, who are like, I'm not celebrating the United States because of all these terrible things they do. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate today, but I'm not going to celebrate mm-hmm. those terrible things. What I'm celebrating is all of those right. people out there in the street. I am celebrating Black yeah. Life Matters. That is what America is. 
we see injustice and we fix it. That is our that is what the founding fathers did to a degree. That is what we're doing now. We are continuing to perfect that system right. of not accepting that our brothers are oppressed and our sisters are oppressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what that's I America. hated. What I hated was the people that put up squares in June, put up uh, yeah. a big thing about Juneteenth, and then they put up Happy Fourth without without acknowledging the fact that yeah. You know, if you want to celebrate both, I'm not going to tell you you can't. But just please don't make it look like you were just putting it up for clout chasing. Like, because that's what it feels like. It feels like you were following the trend of June. And now that it's not June, you want to hashtag and go viral. So it's like, yeah. I I looked down upon a couple people that did that. I'm not going to lie to you. I always I always put up a British flag that says Happy Treason Day. So <laughs> Happy Treason Day. With on stolen but, land while slavery was yeah. still being enforced. Thank you. And that's that is why that is why as horrible as it was, Trump's speech mm. was like sort of right on the nose. It was a bunch of racists not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Standing at one of the sites mm-hmm. of one of the most horrific things that we have ever done to Native American people, giving a speech about how liberals mm-hmm. are bad. Right. And it was just like, this, is, is nobody else choking to death on the irony here? Nobody? <laughs> nobody? Nobody. Nobody that could understand it at that, at that rally, because they're all so dumb. They couldn't understand the irony of it. No. They, they never would be able to. Never. My favorite but, yeah. My favorite thing now, my favorite thing now is all these people are like, we're, we're not going to wear masks and we're going to go to this party and we're going to do this. And underneath mm. it, people are putting this thing with Darwin going, shh, I got it. I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> when, yes. When, yes. When Let evolution Trump, take care of it. It's fine. When Trump came out and said that they should drink bleach to get rid of COVID, there was this mm-hmm. black lady. Everybody was up in arms. This black lady says, "Now y'all need you know, Now y'all know you need to stop telling them racists to quit drinking bleach." <laughs> <laughs> Let it happen. There was a. Um, did you ever see Bridesmaids? I did not. Uh, there so was there's like a, a really good. I have to avoid those movies. There was a scene where Kristen Wiig. She goes to one of the bridesmaids' houses, and it's, like, fancy. And right when you get to the driveway, the long driveway, they give you a cucumber water. And so she's yeah. driving, and she's like, oh. And she wants to hate this woman. She's like, oh, this is so good. God damn it, that's fresh. And somebody put <laughs> above it um, me drinking bleach. And yeah. so then they put that little meme. Oh my god! It was or the video. It was so hilarious. I have to repost yeah. it. It was the funniest thing I've ever. I was crying laughing. Just the way that she Here's, does it. She's like, oh, bitch. Oh, I hate her. Ooh, this is good. Here's this the thing that. Oh, so fresh. Go ahead. Here are the things that people need to remember. This is the thing that people need to remember. Everybody's saying that Biden is ahead in the polls. So was mm-hmm. Hillary. 
Yeah, she was. Vote. Don't write in Biden or don't write in Bernie. Don't just vote for Biden. And then don't stop there. After we get Biden in, we've got to get rid of the electoral college. We've got to clean up the way that things work. We've got to do term Mm -hmm. limits for senators. We have to do all this stuff that we're talking about now. Just because we get a Democrat in there doesn't mean it's fixed. No, no. He can't do it all by himself. Yep. Nobody can. That's the thing. Everybody talks about, well, Obama didn't do this and that. Everybody bitches about Obamacare. You know what Obamacare is? It's actually something that was proposed by Richard Nixon, which was the only thing the Republicans would agree to. So, yes, it sucks. Hmm. And and it's not – he wanted Medicare for all. And we need that. Health care is necessary. I I mean – in Canada, isn't it universally free? In everywhere in no, the world it? except here, it's universally oh free. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I did not know that. I did not Every know that. single first world country in the world has socialized medicine except us. <sighs> I just don't. And what most about of them, so, most of them, um, Many of them are going to free four-year universities. Wow. Now, that's state ones or private? the ultimate. You what? Iceland has the ultimate government because... Iceland? It's, oh, it's, okay. Yeah. Everybody's got a job. Everybody gets, like, six months wow. vacation. I mean, yeah. They look like human beings there. My friend, he was in Reykjavik, and he was like, I love it here. And I'm like... It's Iceland. What is it? A bunch of Eskimos? Like I don't know because I've never been to Iceland. But Iceland is a bunch of people in Bjork. Uh, yeah, a, a bunch of Bjork. Seen, Love it. You, any you, any you place that, that created Bjork, Bjork is a good there? place. Oh, I love Bjork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Iceland. That's Speaking actual footage of, the, of Iceland. They have giant stuffed teddy bears running around and. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, what was that? What was that movie? Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of that movie. That was that was from the video. The teddy bears is from her video. But there was a I movie where there was like a, a teddy bear, and he was like a killer. It was like a killer yeah. dressed as a teddy bear. I can't remember. Um, speaking of creepy Uncle Joe, um, we can't. We have <laughs> to talk about. I that's what I call him. All right, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but. I, I don't even care. This is what I have to call him because I feel personally that actually, no, I, I'm not going to take credit for it because I didn't make it up. My friend made it up. I'll be honest with you. My friend made it up. He does not like Kanye West, AKA Donald Trump's other son. And he calls him, <laughs> he calls him Kanye. <laughs> it's not nice to say that word. It, one of the problems that I have, though, with with Biden is, have you listened to his speeches? He, like, leaves out words and stuff. I'm not really sure. I don't know what's going on with him. There's something. My problem with he him is, like I've said many times, I think, I think he's a great politician. I think he's going to do great as president. I just don't want to meet him on a personal level. He creeps me out. He's that creepy uncle from the family reunion that hugs you a little too tight to feel your boobs and sniffs your hair. I just don't want to meet him. I just, 
I want them to stay in the White House. That's true. Oh. Which is the opposite of Bush, who was like a crappy president, but great at barbecues. I mean, I would definitely, I would totally put him on the grill. He seems like, George W. Bush seems like he would be a great and a great host. He would be like, And funny oh, as yeah, hell. Funny oh, as hell. That way. You mm-hmm. know he's just sitting back there thinking of something snide to say. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I, the problems that I have with Biden is Biden is pretty corporate. Biden is very middle of the road. He is not. He's mm-hmm. he's not liberal. Liberal. He's he's kind of no. middle of the road liberal. He's and, enough you know, say to about get the road, everybody to like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody liked B- Bernie, but the DNC won't have anything to do with that because they want to keep the status quo. Uh, Bernie wants right. to go in and just burn down all the corporations, and you can't. He does. He I understand. Mm-hmm. As a writer, people don't understand. Every everybody who's ever come to me to be taught how to write has said, "Oh, I've got this book, and it's unique, and there's absolutely nothing else out there like it." To which I say mm-hmm. two things. The first thing is, is that's not true. There've only ever been thirteen books written, thirteen stories written, and yours is a variation and theme on one of those. Period mm-hmm. of defense. Only yeah. person in the past four thousand years who's come up with a new story is Clive Barker, and that dude does a lot of drugs. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. so there's a lot going on with Clive. And yeah, I love I love Clive Barker's books and stuff, but I'm I'm just saying there's something going on in his head, right? Mm-hmm. Which is obviously very Stephen creatively. King, I mean, can we be honest? Stephen King is not yeah. of the norm. I mean, that guy no. is a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I love him. I'm a horror writer. I'm just him. as bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there's nothing going on in my head that's not going on in theirs. I once had an editor sure. tell me that I was better at writing involuntary surgical procedures than I was at romance. Mm-hmm. And it scared her a little. That is scary that you can write about slicing and dicing someone up over a uh, yeah. love scene. That, that's pretty scary. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. I'm better now. I'm, I'm writing some romance stuff now, but um, it, it's um, so weird. But um, that, that's the first point is that it's not unique. And the second point mm-hmm. is, is that it's good that it's not new, unique because people don't like unique things. They want familiar right. with a twist. The world yes. does not change in leaps. It changes in yes. baby steps. Yes. So if you have, you can't just go from, well, we're middle of the road conservative to like free stuff for everybody. You know, it's not comfortable. And there must be a transition in between. The world is linear. Mm-hmm. You can't just go giving everybody stuff. You have to put things in, 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 in place. Attitudes have to change. People have to change. Systems have to change. Technology has to change. And so with this gradual thing, I mean, if you look at life in the 80s as compared to life now, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. a lot of it is exactly what people wanted in the 80s. Because it took mm-hmm. them 40 years to get there. Right. So I, I, I like, love Sanders, yeah. but I, I think that he was too radical. And, and that's why he didn't win. 
And I don't think, I think that he would have gotten up there. He would have realized that we have a system that's designed to make things go slowly and he would have got nothing done. And then he would have looked like a liar because he said he wanted X, Y, and Z. And meanwhile, that wouldn't happen because he can't. Because Obama did the Um, same thing. He said, I want X, Y, and Z and didn't get a lot of it. Yeah. So then he looked like a liar. What the hell do you think Kanye's going to do as president? Like, I don't want back-to-back reality TV stars. I'm sorry. I don't. And I know Kanye has a whole career in music, but he's been on reality TV shows at this point. He's been on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. So for me, he's actually I don't want some of the same. He is, but... Uh, I he, feel like he's unstable um, as a human being. If he wanted to be president, he needed to announce this a year ago. Because, honestly, right. there are four major voting sections that he is too late to even register in. You don't just get Good, up one day and go, God. I'm going to president. It's like a process. Right. He doesn't even realize there's a process, which I'm thinking probably makes him ineligible. Thank God. He um, did Most say back in 2016 that he was going to run this year. He did say that. I think it's just him getting publicity, to be honest with you. Yeah, but he actually has to do something about it before last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, you, you can't just say, you know, I'm going to be a doctor. you got to go to college first. Right. Well, that's the thing. Kim Con- um, Kim. Kardashian West said, I want to be a lawyer. And in California, you don't have to go through law school. You just have to pass the bar. So basically, she's doing exactly what she wants. Yeah. So. But in order to be a doctor, you still got to go to college. Right. True. <laughs> true. Um, That's there, true. Uh, what I'm saying is that pass the bar first. She couldn't just get up one day and open up, up a store and go, I'm a lawyer. True. She pass the bar. So... I don't think she has yet, thank God. <laughs> I, I hope not. Oh, my God. I mean, but then again, okay, so if she's a practicing lawyer in California, does she have to then fit the requirements for Massachusetts if she wants to come here and practice law? Yes, probably. So she Every would have to have... So she would have to have pass the bar and go to college if she was to I do... Think so, yes. Okay. It's like a real estate. Like you have to, if you're registered in one state, you have to register in a, in a mall. Basically. Yeah. And I got, I got news for her. I don't know what she thinks the bar is. Most people fail it the first three or four times they take it with an education. Yeah. She's been doing it on her show um, in between, you know, fighting with her sisters. But yeah, she's been studying. I think because she got one person out of jail by going to the president, um, now she's like a freedom crusader. She's working on another person, I think. So now she's a freedom crusader, and she wants to help different people. But There's I mean, actually a group that already does that. Yeah. The maybe she'll work for them. Project. Yeah, she should, maybe she'll work for them. They have actual lawyers. Oh, I think that she might. Um, there's this one lady who's advising her, Sean. I think that's um, Kim Kardashian. Let me just Google it real quick. I think it's Kim Kardashian, Sean. I think that that's where that lady's from. Um, I am against 
I am against oh. the death penalty because the innocent mm-hmm. project has exonerated like 200 people in the past 15 years or more who are wow. on death row about to be executed who did not do what they were supposed to have done. And I'm sorry, that's 200 innocent people that almost got executed because the state <laughs> was wrong. If you're going to put somebody away for life, they always have a chance to at least have some. It's terrible if somebody's in jail for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, but at least they're not dead at the, at the very mm. least. And, you know, with murder, when I was, I, I studied criminal justice, and there's a thing that they teach you that when there's a murder, only two people really know what happened. One of them won't talk, mm-hmm. and the other one can't. Exactly. You're absolutely right. So um, unless it's like Ted Bundy and you find him in the middle of a house full of dead women with a baseball bat jacking off. The story won't be told. Yeah. So the person that Kim is working with is Sean Holly. This is so fucking creepy. So Sean Holly was an L.A. public defender before she was hired by Johnny Cochran. She was with oh. the Johnny Cochran team at the time of O.J. Simpson's uh, murder and murder trial. So Kim stayed like friends with this person and has been working with Sean, even though Sean worked on O.J.'s legal team. This is so creepy. I just can't. I wish I didn't Google it. I'm like so <laughs> creeped out. You're uh, talking about O.J. Let me tell you, from my perspective, uh, and I don't think this is racist. This is kind of how I feel. I think that O.J. killed her, and the reason that it bothered me that he got off is he killed a white person who obviously liked black people. He should have killed that police officer that was a racist. Ah, then you know who I think? I'll be 100% honest with you. This is my theory. He killed a wrong white person. That's all I'm saying. I think her, his son, his older son, killed him. This is what I think. I think the older son, because he had a kid with his um, first wife, right? I think he, for whatever reason, went to go confront um, Nicole, saw her with a guy, got protective of his dad and killed them both. That's what I hmm. think. Because his son at the time, his older son, was almost his same build, almost hmm. his same height, like, and I think OJ was protecting his son. That's what I believe. I believe he was protecting his older son. Because guess what? You don't hear about his older son. You know he has kids with no. Nicole, so you kind of hear that they were in Florida, they were here, and you hear about them. You don't hear about that older son. I'm telling you, that's the real killer. Not that OJ should get off, because he was a disgusting human being. He would beat the shit out of her. That's why they got a divorce. And and he also he, he's, he also I'm not saying I'm not saying that if black people do well that they need to give back to the community. But he really kind of right. shite on the black community. Mm-hmm. He 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 was he you know cocky, very cocky. Well, and very and well. He, he if, they made, if I made it, they can make like, it without my help. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, but you know, then you wouldn't pretend to be white either, and he kind of pretended to be. No, white. he wouldn't. 
He just wanted to be the token black. That's the yep. thing. And and I said and I it last that, week. Uh, he was the house Negro. He was the tap dancer yep. for the racist because he knew that he was going to get a big payday. Yep. Which is crap. I think that at some point you have to be who you are. And it being disingenuous mm. to yourself is not just insulting to you, but to everybody else. I, but the thing is, I, he didn't think he was being disingenuous to himself. He thought he was being real. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Kind of like Candace Owens. Oh, God. Mm. I just, I can't with her. Um, I, I have never watched the Cardassians. I have no interest in the Cardassians or the Hiltons or the Jersey Shore people mm-hmm. or the Housewives or any of those people because I'm sorry. They get on TV and are very proud of the fact that they're jerks. Look at me. Yeah. They're sort of the problem Mm -hmm. with this country. I'm an idiot and I'm rich and famous. And they're perpetrating that myth that it's better to be beautiful and wealthy than it is to have a a clue what's going on around you. I particularly felt a little strange watching two women who have children who are teaching these children right from wrong, hitting, yeah. kicking, slapping each other, and their sisters over yeah. dumb shit. Do you know why they were Good arguing? Hell. Because Kim said uh, Courtney doesn't work, work, mind you, as hard as her and Chloe. That's how this whole thing started. So she, Courtney says, well, um, reality TV show is not a priority for me. I have other endeavors, like a clothing store, like this, like a, a lifestyle brand website. I'm doing that. And then Courtney got mad after years of hearing Kim say this. And instead of just, like, screaming at her about it, she hit her. And then the two got into, like, a slap fest and kicking and digging nails into each other. And I'm like, your mothers, your millionaires running households? Really? And here's the thing. It's mostly not real. They do it to sensationalize. This, this they fight do looked so real. So that you will this pay fight. attention to them. Oof. It was brutal. Well, I'm not saying they're bad actresses. Yeah. It was a, it was a fight of the Becky, and it was just... Yeah. yeah. But it's like, why do you think that I want to watch that? I was uncomfortable. I actually couldn't wait for it to be over because I never wanted to see it again. I didn't want to think about it later. I didn't want to one day Google it just to see it. I wanted to see it live and get over it because it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. But I like this show. And let me tell you something. I've liked this show since episode one, season one. And, fun fact, I've become Instagram friends, and I put it that way because we're not real friends in in person, I've become Instagram friends with Brandon Jenner. He's amazing, and I love him. Super cute, too. And when Caitlyn came out, I was not surprised. Here's what fucking surprised me. The little tea here. When Caitlyn was Bruce, Chris Jenner was so nasty. I don't know if it's for the show, like you said, but she was condescending. She was like, wear your mm-hmm. hair this way, wear this outfit. And I was just like, God, Bruce can't get a word in. And so condescending. Mm-hmm. Then Caitlin came out. 
Chris was like, I had no idea. Oh, my God, this was the love of my life. Literally three months later, after ending a 23-year marriage, Chris has been in a five-year relationship. What, like, with a younger black man. I guarantee that that relationship started, like, a contract relationship. But Mm -hmm. don't cry and say Caitlin tricked you. And then Caitlin says, I didn't trick her. When I met her, I was already, when I met her 23 years ago, I was in the process of transitioning, and I stopped because I wanted to be the man she loved, and she knew about it. So don't cry on TV and do all this shit. It just looks weird. I mean, oh, there's my tea for the day. (laughs) Uh, What were you going to say, hon? You know, I I was going to say that I I, I think that it's a waste of time, but I watch cartoon porn on the internet, so I don't have moral <laughs> high ground for anybody. I can't. I can't with you. I can't. I can't with you. Wow. But, but I'm not surprised. I shouldn't be surprised at all. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be surprised um, at anything I do, no. Speaking of shows, really quickly, have you seen Hamilton? On Disney Plus? You know, I have not. I really want to. And then I want uh, Monty Python, the guys that are left, to do Spamilton. Yeah. I can't. I've never seen one Monty Python ever. You should. They're very funny. But, but and, I don't know if I'd like the British humor. There's some British humor I like, but there's some that I just don't get. But. Graham Chapman was one of the first openly gay comedian okay. ever. And he's from that troupe? He was, yes. He's a, the founding okay. member. He's a gay guy okay. who went to a bunch of his friends in, in a very expensive college and said, let's be funny. And he he was <gasps> the driving force. And he nice. was uh, he never pretended to be anything but gay. Nice. And they used to, they used to do a lot of um, men and women's clothing stuff because of him. Because <laughs> of him? Ha! <laughs> That's amazing. But they didn't do but they didn't do the traditional making fun of a guy because he looks funny. They Good. they had women when, they had guys yeah. who would dress up as women and do stupid women stuff. Like one of my favorites uh, is they had a they were all dressed up as British women and like really good drag. They looked like women. like older women. Do and good. They would do mm-hmm. they would do um like uh the ladies auxiliary of such and such a city reenacts the Battle of Normandy. And then you'd have all of these guys who look like women running around beating each other with their purses. That was just hysterical <clears throat> stuff. But it was never treated like there was something wrong with a man being dressed as a woman. It was never, they right. never treated them as men dressed as women. They treated them as women, which was very, very progressive. I think. Got it. That is very progressive, especially in the 70s. Yeah. 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 Um, so one show that I'm binging, well, first, I just want to say My Spy with Dave Bautista, um, it was this major film, it was about, um, an FBI agent who has to protect a family because one of the, um, the mom, she was married to a man that died and the brother, her brother-in-law is a really bad man. So 
Dave has to protect them in case the uncle comes back. And it's a comedy, you know, about um, Dave bonds with the kid, of course, little girl. Yeah. It was funny. I watched it with my niece. It was funny, but the thing about this is um, it was it's available for free if you have Amazon Prime. Why I say that yeah. is because all of these movies, and if you go back to my interview with Gabby Pickle, she tells you, you know, why. Some of the movies being released on streaming while the movie theaters are closed, $20 to rent. So for yep. this movie to be free, I'm like, sign me up. I was so excited because this is a movie me and my niece kept seeing on TV. Oh, I can't wait to see it. And so I got the chance to bond with her. But three ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Ooh, that was a rhyme. <laughs> I know. Um, it, was, it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Dave is, it's so weird watching Dave as a, like a, a normal guy because he's Drax me he's just Drax and he's a grandpa dude so weird I don't I don't know if most people know this but he in that Drax character is for autistic children I it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's a very strong yes. motivator to see like them when yeah. uh, you could from my generation you could tell autistic people because they all love Star Trek because of Dr. Of Mr. Mm-hmm. Spock who is the epitome yep. of autism. They watched this yep. show religiously because there was someone like that. Black people too. There's a woman sitting up there and she ain't a maid, you know? So, mm-hmm. but nope. for this She's generation, sexual. it's the Drax character. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. many autistic kids watched Guardians of the Galaxy and went, Mommy, he's like me. He's like me, Mommy. He's like me. Aww. And I, I love him for that. And he's embraced that role because he started hearing about it and so he is, he's embracing that he's paying attention to that which is really awesome yeah he's a grandpa so i'm sure he's like yeah. what if my what if my grandkid is, is autistic and so i didn't realize that that angle but you're right because autistic kids very honest i mean very literal and, and, i get it and mm-hmm. you don't see people like them and if people no. are not like them they no. don't understand them so here yeah. is this person that they understand him Mm-hmm. Not just relating everybody his actions make sense to them. And everyone in the room understands him too. So then they feel understood themselves. Right. Yeah. True. Um, but he is, so every generation has, has a, yeah. Hmm, I an autistic person. Hmm. Um, I've been binging How to Get Away with Murder. And I was telling you that, and that led to you telling me about a crime to remember. Um, if you want yeah. to talk about that, because I, what channel is that on? The, it's an older show that was on ID Discovery. Oh. There's two seasons oh, of it okay. that you can get on Prime. It's on Prime if you have ID Discovery oh, there. Oh, okay. Um, We're promoting so, Prime today. I know it's about old, <laughs> important cases from the 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s. And um, the first one I was telling you is, is the case that I've been fascinated. Um, the one case has always really caught my imagination. I was like three or four when it happened in New York City, and it was a big deal because this woman was murdered in, in, at night 
in an apartment complex where there were 40 people who heard her screams and nobody reported it to the police. They just let her be. And it's not like, it's not like she screamed. She screamed for like 20 or 30 minutes while she was being mm. killed. And a lot of people closed their windows. Um, several people were like, the wife was like, you should call. And the husband was like, we don't want to get involved. A lot of people who mm-hmm. were interviewed said, well, we thought it was a rubber spat. We didn't realize somebody was getting killed. But nobody checked on her. That's the official story. That's not actually what happened. It's much more complicated than that. And I, wow. it, I may get some of the details wrong in this, I'm, but this is because memory sucks. But um, Kitty Genovese is a woman's name. Kitty mm-hmm. was, uh, she was married for a while, realized it didn't work, met a female teacher, fell in love, and they, they lived together as a lesbian couple. Uh, Kitty had to get rid of, she had to, this is the 60s, so she had to just, like, walk away from her old life and start a new one. Her, mm-hmm. uh, she had to be her girlfriend's roommate or because her girlfriend would have lost her job as a teacher. And um, they, they lived together in this neighborhood that had a fair number of gay people in it. It was uh, of, of New York. There were several gay people in the area. Kitty was working as a bartender because she had to quit her other job as a secretary or something. And, and she was coming. She was actually the manager of a bar. She was coming home, and this random guy saw her out of his car, gets out of his car, walks over her, and starts stabbing her to death. She runs oh into God. the entry area of her apartment complex, and he follows her and continues stabbing her to death. She is mm. being, she's screaming. Her neighbors hear her, and most of them think it's just like, like a, a guy has beaten up his girlfriend, which was sadly considered just sort of how things were back then. He didn't report it. The police yeah. weren't going to come and check on it. Who cared? You know, of course he's beating his girlfriend. That's what men do. Um, it was really the attitude. So they assumed that that's what it was and nobody called. Except for one person, Kitty's best friend who lived upstairs from her, who was this tiny little woman who was apparently like 5'1 and weighed 100 pounds, soaking wet in a sweater, who turns to her huge husband and says, that's Kitty. I'm going to go see what's going on. You call the police. So he called the police and followed her down. By the time she got there, Kitty had managed to get away from this man and wandered down the street. And she thought that she had gotten rid of him. But he saw her again as he he drove around his car looking for her. And when he found her again, she ran into this internal, what they used to call a walk-up, which is Mm -hmm. there are two or three apartments and then there's a stair and more apartments, sort of like a hotel. A friend of hers lived there, and they thought that she was trying to get to his house, crawling because she's stabbed and she's bleeding. The guy comes in and finds her and starts stabbing her again, and she's screaming for her friend, who is standing at the door listening for her die because he's terrified to open the door because if he does, he knows, or, or to call the police, because if he calls the police, he knows they're going to come into his house and beat him up because he's gay. Yeah, this is another friend, not the one with the husband. Not the one with the husband. This gay man is terrified Mm -hmm. to call the police when he hears someone being murdered because he's Mm -hmm. afraid the police are going to hurt him or kill him for it or blame Mm -hmm. him for it, and he's going to have to go to jail. Or blame him, yeah. Obviously, the gay guy did it. So the guy finishes stabbing her and runs out, and then Kitty's friend comes in and finds her, and holds her friend while she's bleeding to death, and she dies in her friend's arms. That mm. is the, the actual 
much closer to the actual story. I'm sure I screwed up a couple of the details, but the, they did find the man and they found out he was just mentally disturbed and they, you know, sent him to prison. But Kitty is still dead. And all mm-hmm. of these people in this neighborhood are terrified because they know they have no protection from the police. The reason a lot of them didn't call is because they didn't think the police would do anything to help anybody. They didn't think that the police would come and save this woman from being beaten up by her boyfriend. They didn't think that the police would investigate the crime because she was gay. They didn't think that people would, that the police, mm. that they were safe from the police because they were gay. And and that is the overall thing that you should take away from the Kitty Genovese mm-hmm. case. It wasn't that people didn't care. Everybody loved Kitty. She had a lot of friends there. They didn't call for other reasons. Right. Not because they were afraid or they didn't care. And this is exactly, like, proves my point. I want to defund the police, not dismantle. Mm -hmm. I think if we have situations where we know there's a violent crime, cops are coming, then we know for a fact that the cops are going to help. Because they're not off doing, getting cats out of trees. That's not not the cop's job. That's not the cop's job to... Um, uh, de- deal with non nonviolent crime. Their job is to deal with violent domestic crime, anything where somebody has a weapon. So if you're calling the police and you say, "Oh my God, there's this guy. He's like, I I don't know what's going on. I hear a woman screaming bloody murder. I don't know what's going on. I can't see anything." That's when the cops step in. I guarantee you, if we have a situation where the cops are only doing cops' jobs, people will have more confidence in them. Guarantee. Here's they're the not going to mess up on these nonviolent things. I studied, so. I studied criminal justice, and there are a mm-hmm. handful of things that are proven to work. One is education mm-hmm. of the police. Most people, mm-hmm. most people, you have to take like a four-week class to become a police officer. That's ridiculous. Four weeks? Police officers four are weeks. required. If somebody is violent, that person may be mentally ill. So the police mm-hmm. officer needs to understand how to deal with mentally ill people. Mm-hmm. They need to understand the difference between a mental illness and violence because some things that mentally mm-hmm. ill people do might look like they're violent, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There needs to be – so the first thing is these police officers, they need to have a three- or a four-year degree. I mean, the second thing yeah. that you need to do is if you're going to require that, you need to pay them a living wage because most cops start at 35k a year. Mm. Um, yeah. The next thing that you need to do is you need to stop buying them tanks and start buying them support personnel. Buy counselors exactly. and mm-hmm. and um, you know, people who can handle these other things. Our police, we, should, we, we do have a certain amount of specialization, but we should have police who deal with mental illness, and we should have police who deal with domestic violence, and they should be specialized and specifically trained on how to handle those distinct situations. The fourth mm-hmm. thing, and the one thing that they have found always works, always, everywhere they've ever tried it, there has been at least a 10% decline, decline in violent crime that has stayed there and that is police outreach programs when the police go into the community, things like the PAL program, mm-hmm. um, the D.A.R.E. program. D.A.R.E. doesn't really help keep kids off of drugs, but it does help kids be less afraid of the police. 
And once yes. the police are out there and they're doing this and they're getting to know the people in their community, their response mm-hmm. to crime is different. Those are the right. four things that we need to do in this country. Not defunding police. We need to get them the tools that they need to respond to police in a modern way, to, to crime in a modern way. And I think people think defunding the police means we're getting rid of them. No, I don't want to ever get rid of police. We need them. I'm talking in New York, the police does not, they don't need a $6 billion budget. When you have schools that are struggling and you have teachers paying for school supplies. No, you know what, why don't we decrease it to a billion and then spread that 5 billion out to other state things? It doesn't make sense. And if you bring up, here's, here's the thing. I worked in counseling. And mm-hmm. the things that we think motivate things don't. People are not criminals because they're bad. People are right. criminals because they're poor or they're uneducated mm-hmm. and because they mm-hmm. feel justified. They feel like the system yes. is screwing them and doesn't care about them. If you can alleviate right. those problems, you can get rid of crime. Drug addiction. Mm-hmm. You remember how we used to think that, oh, you smoke cocaine and it changes your brain chemistry and now you're an addict. That's not how addiction mm-hmm. works at all. No. Nope. Nope. If you are a happy, satisfied person, there's very little chance of you ever becoming addicted to anything. People become right. addicted to drugs for two reasons. One, either they have an undiagnosed mental illness and they are self-medicating, and anybody who uses a stimulant like meth, um, you'll find that they usually have something like ADHD because Ritalin mm-hmm. and meth are the same thing. And your brain that recognizes it when yeah. Um, the other reason is because their life sucks and they are unhappy for some reason. And mm-hmm. they are escaping. And that means that you can be addicted to anything. You can be addicted to video games. You can be addicted to, mm-hmm. you know, clubbing. Anything that makes Ooh, you not yeah. focus on the fact that your life is miserable. And mm-hmm. the way that you cure addiction is you diagnose people and you get them on the proper medication. And mm-hmm. you give everybody a decent life, a life that's worth living. We stop yes. showing people things like the Cardassians and saying, look at all the wealth and money and privilege that these people have. Oh, by the way, you're going to make $7 an hour. Right. Right. You know, Rolls Royce And one of the reasons why I watched the Kardashians, and I'll be 100% transparent about this, is because I wanted to see the life I wanted to lead. Not that I wanted to lead their life. But it motivated me to, I want to have designers in my closet. Oh, I want to have a big salary. And, I mean, I'm not there yet, but guess what? This pandemic has gotten me closer than I've ever gotten before. I have a manager. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I can't. I can't. My my friends and family won't allow me. They they actually have told me, you need to stop watching the Kardashians. They call them the Kardashians. But they know I love them. And I just can't, like, I don't know. I want to I wanna be a symbol of hope for but like any, the trans community, and like, but not in that. And like any, other, them, and like any mm-hmm. other addiction, once you get mm-hmm. to the life that you want, you won't watch the Kardashians anymore. I would bet money. I know. I know. That's the thing. I know. You're right. Because there are certain things that I've done as an adult that I didn't do as a kid yeah. before. Number one, cartoons. Mm-hmm. I don't watch cartoons because 
I'm, I'm an adult. I don't watch cartoons. But um, I do I go back and watch one. again. Oh, yeah, you do like your, your anime porn. Um, it's, called, it's called hentai, and it's an art form, lady. It's, oh, my <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I watch Jen, Truly Outrageous. I'm sorry. That is the best cartoon on TV. It was so, it, actually, it's like glamorous and, oh, I love Jen. Oh, my God. I watch, mm. I watch the cartoons that are sort of like adult cartoons. I watch like Batman yeah. Beyond. But there is one called, there's one called mm. Adventure Time and a couple oh my of others God. that are like that. No, I, love I was watching line, Adventure, Adventure Time, Time with my nephew when he was younger, and I just remember this one line. I can't kill you because your brain is stupid. I'm like, who the fuck is writing this show? What is yep, it's mean? weird, and I love it. I think the Adventure person's time The regular show, I love the regular show. Um, I My was niece watching likes the Loud House. There's actually a British show called The Mighty Boosh, which is mm-hmm. Adventure Time, which, I mean, which is the same as the regular show. And I said that for years, and everybody's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is the regular show as a cartoon. And then they started having people who are on the Mighty Boosh on the regular show. And I'm like, see? See? <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that I like about Loud House and some of these other cartoons is they sneak in certain social um, issues. Oh, of course. So, so Loud House is about... Um, my my niece was explaining it to me. She's eight. She's like, yeah, this one is the mom and dad, and they had these kids, but they also adopted these other kids. And I'm like, oh, so she's learning about adoption. And it's, like, yeah. so cool that they were able to, like, bring this stuff in and kids accept it. So then when they go to school, and it, if somebody's adopted, that's not going to – oh. I watch Loud House, so I I know about adoption. You know what I mean? Just are you, are cool. you ready to have your mind blown? Oh Lord, have mercy, you, Jesus! I'm scared. I'm scared right now. Been, when you say those words, they were I'm terrified. When you were a kid, they did the same thing to you. The exact same thing to you. They did it through I books know. a lot. Did you read the Berenstein Bears as a kid? Oh, I that love the Berenstein Bears. It's Christian indoctrination. Read it now, and you'll see it. Uh, um, Dr. Seuss, all of the Dr. Seuss books are liberal indoctrination. Think about it. The mm. speeches he talked about is, is about um, anti-discrimination. Uh, basically, he's saying the only difference between them is one has stars and the other ones don't have stars. Um, Yertle the mm. Turtle is anti-fascism. Um, the, the, the Lorax is... Eco- ecology friendly all of that stuff has a very liberal indoctrination bent and they continue to do it Sesame Street has mm-hmm. always sort of been like that so uh, yeah, it, it's a format it's True. what they do with it's indoctrination and that's why they came out with Veggie Tales because there was a group of evangelical Christians who were like we don't like those messages so we're going to write our own so Jen being truly outrageous is the same thing. They had. Yep. Did, wait, did you watch Jim as a kid? Actually, no. That's that's too young for you. Um, I did not watch it as a kid. I I I, I had a, a younger siblings who watched that sort of stuff. Oh, so basically, Hannah Montana stole Jen. 
Um, Miley on the show is regular Miley, but then she does something and she becomes Hannah Montana. Jerrica Benton touches her earring that her dad gave her as a present after he died, and she becomes the gem, this glamorous singer and stuff. So Jem had a sister, a younger sister named Kimber, and they all had different color hair, too. Jem had pink hair, Kimber had red hair, and then they had two adopted sisters, Shayna, who was black with purple hair, and Aja, who was Asian, with blue hair. And they ran what's called Starlight House. And Starlight House is for foster girls. And they owned a music company called Starlight Music. And they are battling this other group called the Misfits. And one of the Misfits is illiterate and she can't read. I mean, it's just, there's so many issues in that show. And I'm just like, I love this yeah. show. And my mom loved me watching it. I have to say, though, very violent cartoon. Like, in almost every episode, Jen is about to die because the misfits run them off the road or do something like that. And then I looked at the, um, like, the behind the scenes or did you know, the, the creator of it, Christy Marks, she wanted to not only entice girls but boys. So she made these dangerous situations so that boys in the 80s would be like, hey, what are you watching? So little boys and their sisters could both watch it and it'd be okay. But, yep. yeah, kind of violent, though. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And the missus never got Looney arrested Tunes. either. So weird. You grew up on what? I grew up on, I grew up on Looney Tunes. I always thought that if you drop an anvil on, uh, on a coyote, it's an accordion. Mm-hmm. So. Which they're going to be getting rid of because it's too violent in today's society. Which I think is ridiculous. Why can't adults watch it? Yes. They were originally made for adults. I'm sorry. Even when I was a kid, I didn't think of taking an anvil and hitting someone in the head. Because guess what? No one's a roadrunner. So it wouldn't work anyway. And I can't lift an anvil. So it's like the whole scenario is like, yeah. All of those cartoons were written for adults. They were were leaders Mm -hmm. into adult films. You'd get a newsreel, mm. a cartoon. But um, like most, a lot of the guys who wrote those cartoons were, were pervs. Mm-hmm. Like Betty Boop, oh, my God. Oh. I didn't know that. Betty Boop Ugh. was a hoe. She was a hoe. I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> I can't. That's hilarious and scary at the same time. But, yeah, this, everything is so, like, I'm I'm great that you now know what Juneteenth is. I'm great that you now can post All Countries Matter during Fourth of July. I love that, you know, you had said off air that you you posted Happy Treason Day for Fourth of July. I do. I love that. But going and saying, okay, cops need to be canceled, um, take away regions, I love that I was watching Gone with the Wind and there was a disclaimer by a black woman in the front, like in the beginning of it. Thank you for doing that. And the re- her reasoning Abby for McGinnis doing it. was proud of her work. It. She went off. Who? Now, not saying that they made her get it in a separate room. There was a lot of bad stuff. <sighs> but Yeah. I just retried. I'm glad she won the, the Oscar. But it perpetuated the stereotype when she did. 
If she's going to win an Oscar for playing a Mamie, let's do more Mamie characters. Get these black know, people right? in our movies. Maybe we'll win awards. And for all the people out there that are trying to defend Nancy Green's family, Lillian, whoever, I can't remember her last name's family, saying, oh, don't get rid of Miss um, Aunt Jemima. Don't get rid of but- Mrs. Butterworth. Don't get rid of those things because they're poor families. Let me tell you something. That's right. Their families are poor. They weren't getting residuals. You want to say, oh, her legacy. Her legacy is that she did appearances, physical appearances, with different white families making pancakes and stuff. Her legacy is that the pancake recipes she made with those families live on in those families. There's a, pan- yep. there's a way to make pancakes that she taught their grandmother that is passed down to you. That's their legacy. Don't attach these women to a legacy that we call Candace, Candace Owens is an Aunt Jemima. She's a house Negro, period, end of story. She tap dances for the racist people, and that's it, period, yep. end of story. So don't attach Here's these my- women because I know that they didn't want that. I know that... The- if they were here today, they would probably distance themselves from that. But oh, yeah. that's just my, and here's, my little rant. Go ahead, here's my thing. Here's my thing about, like, the statues and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't let them wag the dog, baby. The, mm-hmm. the issue is you can tear down all the statues you wanted to. You could change all the Mrs. Butterworths. You can, you can find a new mm-hmm. name for the Redskins. You can do all of that kind of stuff. But those people are still on reservations, and there are still black men being shot right. in the street, and there are still trans women being hung. That is what we need to focus on. All that other stuff is really mm-hmm. nice. Hey, here's a pat on the back. Good, good white person. Here's your cookie. But mm-hmm. stop. Let's go back to mm-hmm. the issue. It's like right. I recently I had somebody unfriend me because I told her to. She put up this thing that said she said I don't understand. I've never understood. I've never. I have never owned a slave, so I don't understand why I should feel guilty, which is classic Ooh. 101 racist crap. I put uh. up a post and I said, look, I want you to know that I never do this on other people's pages, but I just cannot today. I said, mm-hmm. if you think that this is about slavery, you are not paying attention. This is about black men who are being shot in the street for eating a donut or waiting for a friend at a coffee shop. Or, or mm-hmm. being hunted down in neighborhoods, and their killers getting time off with pay, or a mm-hmm. slap on the wrist and sent back out, or signing autographs. The, uh, uh, Javon Martin, is that how you pronounce his name? The hard name. Oh, the, Trayvon the Martin. The man, mm-hmm. George, Trayvon Martin. George, what, what the fuck? Makes Zimmerman. money mm-hmm. signing, he does. signing Skittles packets. That's He's suing that family, murdered their son, and is now suing the family. He should be horse-whipping is too good for him, okay? Yeah. So that is – and if white people, even me, even as a trans man, white person living in the Bible Belt where everybody looks at me like I am Lucifer's right-hand man, I still have more privilege than a black man walking the street. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I know mm-hmm. that when I go into a store, I don't get followed around to make sure I don't shoplift. I don't have to check my backpack at the door. I don't have to worry when a cop pulls me over that he's going to shoot me in the head. I don't have to worry nope. about those things. 
I, you know, and, I got my own set of problems. And and believe me, I, you know, trans men and women need help, but so do black men. And if you want to mm-hmm. diffuse it and say that it's about statues or it's about slaves or it's not, it's about the here and now. It's about the fact that white people are so privileged that they don't even realize they're privileged, that they, they don't, that their families have wealth because they were not redlined, mm-hmm. that their families mm-hmm. have power because they never had to live by Jim Crow laws. You, you are still, by the virtue of the fact that you are, are black, benefiting from those things which still exist, mm-hmm. those, those prejudices and those differences. And to be so obnoxious, they, I told her, if you're going to be that obnoxious, and if you really believe this, unfriend me, because you are not the person I thought you were. If you really think this way. I mean, this is about oh, well. And the thing is, she unfriended you, but she doesn't get why she's doing it. That's the sad part. That's the yeah. truly sad part. She doesn't understand why. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, you need to educate them. No, they're uneducatable. You cannot, no, honey. Give no, anybody, you are not paid to be a teacher. Mm-mm. Yeah, from a job. Mm-mm. And you, Mm-mm. there are some things that you can't give people. You can't give people self-esteem. You can't give them um, um, pride. You cannot give them peace, and you cannot give them the ability to get rid of a stupid thought and replace it with a better one. You can't give them mm. that. I can say what I'm going to say, but I know most of the time I'm preaching to the choir. And I know that I have not ever changed one racist. I've made a few of them back down. I actually will say my friend wasn't racist, but she was ignorant. And I got her because of one of my, because of that um, post I put up with the woman standing in front of a house with, that's not on fire and then the house that is on fire. She saw that, mm-hmm. contact me and said, I get it. I yeah. understand what you mean now. And I'm like, wow, that's huge. I was, I was here in Charlotte, and I had a roommate, and she brought a Nazi up in my house. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, hell no. I lived in a black neighborhood at the time, too, because I, to me, I don't care. So I'm in there, and this Nazi comes in, and he starts this crap with me about, you know, black people are inferior and all that kind of stuff. And this is how I'm going to die someday. I leaned in and I said, you don't know what house you're in. My neighbors are all good people, and I know every single one of them by name. And if you're going to come up to my house and talk about my friends that way, something really bad is going to happen to you. And you go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Well, then you shouldn't have said it. Right. So and they do that. They back, When they it. realize mm-hmm. that you are not one of them. Oh, well, I, I, mm-hmm. was just, I was, no, you were just feeling me out to see if I'm a pig, too. Mhm. And don't start that Nazi right. crap with me. My parents, my grand great grandparents left Germany on the night of Long Knives because they knew they were next. So I don't want to hear no Nazi crap. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. I punch Nazis. Yeah, that's what they're for. I mean, at this I point, think yes, of- they are. I always think of that quote by uh, Indiana Jones, Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs> I have to rewatch those movies. I watched those four movies like a month ago, and I just love it. I have to rewatch those movies. But I have to watch them all four. I can't just watch one. 
Although, actually, you know what? I just lied to you. I can watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom every single day for the rest of my life and be okay with that. My favorite one of all time. I figured it would be. Yeah. I I love Kate Capshaw. She is so, like, she's like, my favorite part where she's like, cut it out. And then she, like, thinks it's the um, elephant trunk, and she just grabs it and throws it, and it's a snake, and he's like, she's like, I hate that elephant. She's just so funny. And then the dinner table, oh, my gosh. Dinner table was hilarious. Here's some tea. You know how Kate okay, Capshaw so. got that down? You know how Kate Capshaw got that down? No. Steven Spielberg was married to Amy Irving, who I always loved. I always thought she yes. was so beautiful. I remember, and, and they had a prenup signed Stephen on a was, napkin at the time. So weird. Yep. And Steven was sleeping with Kate. He oh. gave her that job to spend more time together. And during that filming, he divorced Amy Irving and married Kate Capshaw. That was one of the most expensive divorces in Hollywood at the time. It was. The Bezos one has yep. really taken that over, but <laughs> he made her a billionaire because he did not yep. sign a prenup. The woman is worth, what is it, like a hundred and something billion because of their divorce? It is insane to me that anybody in the world would have a hundred billion dollars. That is just, if what do you do with that kind of money? He'd have 200 billion, though. That's the thing. That's the thing that shocks that people don't talk about. If he didn't divorce his wife, because she took half of his fortune, I've he would have twice. 200 billion. And he would be by far the most, the richest man on the planet. Nobody would even come close to him if he didn't get a divorce. I've been, I've been divorced twice, and believe me, it's worth it. <laughs> but, but I don't honestly, think you're going to be been... divorced next. You're in it for the long either. haul, the next one. <laughs> I know. I, I told, when I was talking to the doctor, he said, he said, well, you know, what do you think some of the bigger changes are? I said, for most of my life, I've always thought I am, there's no way I'm ever going to meet anybody who's going to be able to live with me, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to be married for my whole life. I personally think that I could probably be married in the next two years. Oh, I love hearing that. I know what I want. I know who I am, and I think that this, mm-hmm. I think that you're right. I think this time is the magic one. And mm-hmm. being bi, I have like twice as many opportunities. But just to let you guys know, she just means that she likes men and women. She's not like this greedy, horny person. She's just able to fall in love with whoever she falls in love with. That's all. Or she, I, I am, oh my I'm God, did I just say the wrong pronouns? I did the wrong <gasps> pronouns. My apologies. You didn't even notice until I said something. I did not. She, why did I say Oh my gosh. I was I was just sitting here thinking that's really nice of you saying that after all the times I've been talking about hentai. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I'm so good at pronouns, except the they pronouns. I'm really bad at they. I try, but yeah. I'm really bad. 
Um, you have to be understanding of people. It's something that we're all getting yes. used to. And if we yes. could all just, if we could all just stop being worried about being offended because somebody one time called us the wrong pronoun and loved that person yes. through it, the world would be a better place. So I'm just going to love you through this, baby. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it won't happen again. But I will say, print people, people in print, people in media, when a trans woman or a trans man is killed or murdered, do not use their yeah. dead name and do not misgender them. That is not the time to do it. If you're having a conversation yeah, no. with someone and you slip up, okay, you know, you know what, I'm sorry, do a mea culpa, but in print, absolutely not. Yeah. You have the time to change that. That is awful yeah. to do that. Because or even when, even on, on, on like the nightly news, <laughs> the uh, guy who wrote that teleprompter thing, he should know better. So disgusting. Reach out to the I got to wonder if sometimes they do it because the family asks. Uh, sometimes, I bet you. Yeah. I bet you. But you know what? Reach out to the friends. Look at the medical examiner. What did, what did they put down? Oh, what, no. You know, like there, there are ways play. to find out. Mm-hmm. In this day and age... I, I yeah. did not believe that this would I, – I guess I'm not as I think I am. I have a friend who year and a half ago, two years ago, his partner died. Aww. And he was devastated. So they've been together for like 27 years. Well, mm. his partner had – because they did not actually legally marry, everything mm. was in his partner's name. And his partner did not have a will. Mm. So now his – it's not his family. A cousin does not like the fact that he was a, not my term, faggot. And so they're trying mm. to take everything from him. Everything. His house, his car, everything. And nobody has laughed them out of court yet. He worked and paid for that house. And he could lose mm. it because... And they don't want the house. And they don't want the house. No, they don't. They just don't They're want sell the it. person to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. They don't even want the money. They have plenty of money. They have told him they are doing it because they believe that he is a sinner. And that they never approved of his husband's, um, his partner's life choices. They are doing it because they don't think a mm. gay person deserves to have a house. And that's where we are, America. And that's where we are. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, before we go, do you have anything like a, again, Eva Mendes moment, something light that you can share that happened to you in your time from the last time that you were I just got a new husky dog. Aww. She's brilliant. She's so sweet. I tell her she's my girlfriend. She's lying on the floor at my mm. feet on her back with her legs in the air Aww. like a hoe. She's gorgeous. <laughs> Hail she's to Jesus. absolutely beautiful. She she climbs up on the bed and she'll put her paws around my neck and lick my face. Oh, she loves you. She does, and I love her. That's so sweet. Her name is Tonks. Yes, I think I. Oh, right, I saw that post. You're right, I saw that post. You said, wait, did you say something like I'm in love or I have a girlfriend or I can't remember how. I have a new girlfriend. Yeah, my new girlfriend. Right. I have a new girlfriend. I'm like, wait, she does? Who the hell is dating? I should know. And then I saw the And then I put a picture. Okay. 
And then I saw the name. I was like, okay, yeah, no. Okay, got it. I got it now. Madog. It's Madog. Um, my Eva Mendez moment is, it's always centered around, like, a celebrity giving me affirmations and paying attention to me. Whatever. This one is huge, though. Okay. So I used to watch novellas back in the 90s. And there was two novellas that I watched, Maria del Barrio and Pasiones de Calaveral. I think I said that right. Um, Maria del Barrio is with Talia. It's just like Maria in the ghetto. She's a girl who went from the ghetto to the end of the telenovela. She's like the head of a beautiful house. She falls in love with this rich guy, blah, blah, blah. Pasiones is a, uh, the carnal passions. It's about this guy who's a farm boy a stable hand, he falls in love with this beautiful girl, but because she's at a higher social status, her parents don't want them to be together. So the guy on Pasiones, Juan Soler, is dropped, he was dropped at Gorgeous in the 90s. Uh, 5'11", Mexican, and I don't know what it is about Mexican men, but obviously some of them have blonde hair, just like all around the world. But his hair's like blonde and it almost matches his skin. I don't know. It's just a weird. He's beautiful. So I recently found him on Instagram. And of course, I followed him and I'm liking some pictures. And mind you, I've had over a 30 year crush on this guy. All right. So I see one of his pictures and I, I put, he looks gorgeous in it. And it's even black and white, but he's, and he's about in his 50s. I put um, muy guapo, which is very handsome. He freaking liked it. I was like, oh, my God, he wants to marry me. Oh, my God, he sees me. Oh, my God, oh, my God. I was freaking out. It, like, made my whole day. Made my whole day. And just little moments like that, it's like, oh, he doesn't even realize how much he made my day, like, the fact that I've had this long-standing crush, and then the first comment I put under his picture, he liked. Oh my god! Love yeah, you isn't that awesome? He's single. He's single, so I just have to move to Mexico, and then I can date him. There you is, go. He's twice divorced, and I think he has like four kids. But well, clearly, oh. he's not good at men. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll just have to have a relationship. Instead of a marriage, that's right. Um, any shout outs you wanna um, you wanna give to anyone? My doctor, Doctor Saluski, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked. We must have talked for thirty minutes. He was really funny. He told me about. Mm-hmm. I was like, he was like, I was like, how did? What, what's your meet cute story with your boyfriend? And he's like, he's like, it's really <laughs> weird. And I'm like, what? And he's like, we met on Grinder. And I'm like, oh my god, yes. That's what gays do. They meet up for a hookup, and next thing you know, they're married. I hate it. Ugh. There used to be now. There used to be this joke about lesbians. You, you know that yes. what, what lesbians do on the second date? Rent a U-Haul. First, yeah, first date, dinner and a movie. Second date, U-Haul. Yep. Now it's the gays. First, first date, grind. No, first hookup, grinder. Second, second day, they're married. So annoying. Yep. I'm happy for them, but. I'm also like, why not me? <laughs> I'm not way. doing that again. I, I have to date somebody for a while before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you're doing it the normal way. That, that's the way it should happen. You should get to know and I want, each other. I really, I really want to meet somebody that I can spoil, that I can, you know, take care of mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I believe that what yeah. men do for women is they protect them, they love them, and they spoil them. That's my job for men. But for me, as a woman, I'm, like, independent, and I'm like, all right, don't buy me shit. I can, I can do for myself. If you want to buy me something sentimental or if we talked and I'm more about that than like this one guy, I don't know where he saw me. I can't remember. On one of these dating websites, he contacted me. He's like, you are beautiful. I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. He's like, add me on Keek. I'll send you $300. I'm like, what? He goes, what on earth do you don't want, you want a sugar daddy? He's like, don't you want a sugar daddy? I'm like, no. <laughs> so if he's far enough away that I never have to, you know, sleep with him or anything, absolutely. <laughs> I just feel weird about that even because the thing is, I'm super, um, what's the word? I have my guard up, my antenna up. The reason why he's asking me this is not because he wants to wine and dine me, whether I have sex or not. He wants my bank account. He wants to know what my bank yes. account is so he can fraudulently take my information. People, don't oh, be sure stupid. Like, when people say stuff like that, it's not because they really want to do it. It's because they want to take your fucking information. Like, when this lady, she contacts me on Instagram. Oh, I have this relative. They passed away. I'm already rich enough. I just want to give this money away to somebody. What is your information yeah, so I can give it to you? Lady, come on. Nobody gives money away for free. She's like, I'm waiting for your answer. I'm like, you're not going to get it. I'm not giving you my information. Well, if like, I was you, I'd get a sense because you'll be mindful. waiting for a while. I wish I had like a, uh, like a um, prepaid credit card that I can put it on or one of those, like, disposable credit cards, because I'd do that. Oh, maybe I'll do that. Oh, I can do, like, a yeah. net spend. And then they have, like, a routing. And, oh, yeah, I could do that. Oh, my gosh. And then I'd be like, he's routing me. There's actually a guy who makes a, a living doing comedy about that. He gets these people, and he, mm. like, leads them on. So he's hysterical. And then he tells you all oh, the things he did to them. I'll send you that. It's hysterical. Please do. I, I need a good laugh. Because I'm not getting it with how to wait, get away with murder, let me tell you. My shout-out goes to my friend, Chris. Um, he is one of the nicest progressive men I've ever met. Married, kids, completely heterosexual. Um, but... I forgot how we met. We met through on Facebook, but I don't remember who introduced it. I don't know. Anyway, sweetest guy. So, so nice. I love him. Um, and he just, even when I see, like, he's messaged me, because we talk, like, semi-regular, now more so because of the quarantine, but whenever I see him message me, I, like, smile, because he's just, like, such a a breath of fresh air, you know, and I'm just thinking to myself, why don't we talk more regularly? But he's amazing, and I want to give him a shout-out. I love you, Chris. So that's all I have. 
Um, any final words before we sign off at the time? No. I've already got my Animal Crossing open. I should yeah. I should give people my Animal Crossing, so if you want to be friends with me on Animal Crossing, that'd be fun. What is that? You, you would love this. What is, wait, hold on. Is it's, that that thing? I, I downloaded something that you said you like, I want to get off Facebook, and I downloaded something, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, no, that was the oh, Animo. Or, uh, Amino. Oh, Animo, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Animal okay, Crossing is a game everybody is playing, Missy. And I am, oh, if, if you're this little person and they give you this island and you can build your house and you can buy lots of clothes. I am just like, I have like 800 outfits, all guy clothes. Oh, my God. This is the least masculine thing that you've ever done. <laughs> and it's really funny because I have like eight friends on it and they're all guys. I love it. And we're all like, I and they're cannot. all the same and they're like, I don't understand what it is about this game, but I have like so many clothes. <laughs> I'm, first of all, I'm not playing that. I'm already playing Kardashian Hollywood and Covet, so I can't fit another game in. I'm sorry. Animal Crossing. You have to have a Covet. Oh, no, I don't have all that. Sorry. Oh, my nephew was telling me because I... I'm moving from Boston back to Springfield. I'm moving back home, and I'm so enjoying it. Um, you, I've been dog-sitting for one of my friends from Wednesday up until today, and I'm actually dreading going back to Boston, if you can believe that. I just, like, I'm so comfortable out here. This is my home. I never thought I would say that, but... Um, at, at In Boston, I have... a Xbox, but it's like so old and out of date. And actually, the front cover is broken. So I was like asking my um, nephew, I'm like, what's the like, new Xbox? Because I need a new Xbox. And he's like, oh, wait a couple of months and get the Xbox, whatever. And I'm like, the how many Xboxes do they? What? <clears throat> I can't keep up with these. The different versions. I'm getting uh, a PS, I'm getting the PlayStation 4 because I want to play Final Fantasy. Um, but basically, they're different generations. You need to stop and just um, have one freaking generation. Enough, guys. Because I can't keep affording that. Yeah, when are they coming that's out? Why, that's why you wait until the new one comes out and you buy this one. It's like the PlayStation 4 is coming out in like November. Or not, the 5. So I'm going to buy the 4 now because it's cheaper and if I waited until November I could get a four and you can still get all the games for the four yeah what's the newest version of Xbox that's coming out because I'm going to wait I'm not going to get the version now because I probably I don't know whatever what's that I don't version, remember you know? what, what I okay. don't do Xbox. I can look it up okay I'm more into like yeah. role playing and Stuff like that, so I get I tend to be a PS. Those are the PlayStation person. Okay, so I'm just gonna. This is the boyish thing I do, guys. I do play Xbox. Um, I do play Xbox, but the thing is, I do role playing games, and most of the role playing games I like are girls. Like, um, there was my favorite role playing game was Enter the Matrix, and I got to be Niobe. Oh, my God, it was mm-hmm. my favorite. But, of course, you can't play that anymore because it's only on first generation, which, uh, you know what? I should just 
I should just go ahead and get a first generation. They're only 50 bucks. Some of them are what they call go. backwards compatible. And if you oh. look, they are putting they are putting out the um, – so you can ask the guy before you buy it, is it backwards compatible? But also, I know with oh. the PlayStation, with the PlayStation, they are putting out um, classic games. So these are classic yep. games that will work on the new one. Also, okay. you can go online on computer and you can get a lot of those games on what's called an emulator, which emulator. turns your computer into whatever that game station was. Oh, shut so up. Oh, my God. Game Boy games on the computer. Nice. And yeah, I use my Xbox. I'll see if I can find an, an emulator too. for you. Thank now, you. I'm not advocating that. Uh, okay. Because with some games, it's illegal. You have to make sure that yes. that the game is okay. But I just want an Xbox for DVD purposes because I know it's weird to say, but I have a ton of DVDs. And how else am I going to watch all three seasons of Gem? Like, they're on DVD. I can't find them anywhere else. So, oh, this this Xbox is weird looking. Okay. The new Xbox looks like a cube, a black cube. That's it. Yeah. It's weird. You know what it reminds me of, though? It reminds hmm. me of my modem for Xfinity. It almost looks exactly the same, except it's taller. Yes. And the Xfinity, um, it's white with a slope in the front. Oh, my God. This is so weird looking. And you can do internet and everything on that. You don't need an adapter or anything like that? No, it hooks okay. automatic. It will automatically hook up to your internet. So this is called Xbox Series 10 or Xbox Series X, which I'm guessing is 10. Mm-hmm. I'm smart like that. Oh, God. It's kind of going to be you like are. $400. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm, but okay, you can buy you well. Can also that's buy them it, and they're cheaper. Yes, I just get nervous about refurbished because what did they do to it? Number one and number two, warranty. I learned a long time ago that I need to buy new so that I can have a new warranty on it. Because if something happens, which technology-wise, it always happens to me. I mean, I've dropped a laptop before while it was open. Uh, lots of things happen to me with technology, so I do want to make sure I that I do buy brand new. Amazon and you can buy their protection plan. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's true. I'm into that. Okay. I'm so good. that is it for the day. Thank you for educating me today. I appreciate you. Thank you for educating me. I've learned some stuff too. Always. You're always welcome to come back. You know that. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that you were here. But give your give your new doggy or new girlfriend a hug for me and a kiss. I will. Okay. When she wakes up, she's unconscious. She's comfortable right now, I'm sure. She is. <laughs> yeah, she's snoring, actually. Guys, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you. And... Look forward and to thank next you for week. inviting me. And wonderful time. Always, like I said, you are always welcome when you set your alarm. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> He's like, oh yeah. Uh, can you like 
send me a reminder of this. I'm like, oh, jeez, this guy. This guy, just like a man, can't remember anything. I can't. I, I yeah. <laughs> I have a disease called CSR. Can't remember shit. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hasta mañana. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.